Holistic. Bashiana. Hi, welcome to Who You Call Holistic. I am your host, Shiana Rivers. Welcome. Thank you for being here today. It's still February. And uh, again, happy Heart Health Month, which is silly to me because, well, let me not say it. No, no, I'm going to say it's silly because, and I'll get into it in today's convo, but Heart Health Month should really be in Leo season. All right, so we'll, we'll get around to that. We'll circle back in a little bit. But in the meantime, first things first, this is recorded today at GOT Sound Studio. Shout out to Neek. I'm going to have him on the show soon, too, to talk about his own heart health experience. So look out for that. Um, make sure you are subscribed to my email list to make sure that you are in the know of my upcoming events, upcoming updates, and resources that I have to share. I share a weekly newsletter in that to give you some valuable information. You know, there's times that I share things on here and then either I forget or there's like a continuation or... Maybe you just need some additional documents or resources or information. So I've been including that kind of content and information in my weekly emails. And I actually even recently restarted my blog. And if you are new to my, my community, my group, then you may not know like years and years ago back when Twitter first began, I knew that I needed to buy my domain name, like when I, I mean, I guess I realized there weren't many Shianas before anyway, but being on the internet and typing things out and saying, oh shit, like maybe maybe there's just a few people that spell their name this way and it's probably not even pronounced Shiana or whatever. So I was like, let me buy that domain name. I have no fucking idea what I'm going to do with it yet, but let me at least do that, you know, and see what happens from there. And of course, you know, I'm a big fan of just start. Like if you get an idea, if you have something in your mind to begin, go ahead and just start it. You know, even if you don't have all the answers yet, because you very much will likely not have all of the answers at the time. But as you continue to evolve and progress with what you are doing, what you are working on, you'll see how the answers just fall in your lap. You'll see how the resources make their way to you. You'll see how the help just comes out of nowhere. And the answers you were looking for also make their way to you. So just start. So back in the Twitter days, I created a Shiana.com blog. And I just, you know, bullshitted on there, I'm sure. I didn't know half the things I know now about health and healing and all the things. So if anything, it was just there to be like a, an online semi journal, but not really because you know, I'm already private too. So I'm not really going to share too much personal information. But anyway, that was the start of like my online presence. And um, so I've always been interested in, you know, sharing resources and entertaining and whatnot. And, and now we have gotten to here. So um, again, just start, just start the things. <clears throat> You'll see how the things will come to you when, when it's needed. So upcoming events coming up. If you have not already made one of my events, then you're missing out. 
I've been having monthly salt cave Reiki events where I do Reiki and sound healing in the salt cave here in Columbia, South Carolina. If you are not familiar with a salt cave, and again, I'm filming and recording in Columbia, South Carolina. So just to put things into perspective, this isn't the, you know, the most progressive state in a lot of ways, right? It's not that advanced in a lot of things. Okay. So if I have access to a salt cave here in Columbia, South Carolina, then wherever you are listening from, you either have access to more than one or you are in a short driving distance from the one here. Okay. So if you cannot make one of my events at the salt cave, please check out a salt cave in your own area when you have some time. Nope. When you make some time, because I know how y'all do. I know how y'all do. So outside of you know, I'd like to say I Reiki all the things, but outside of getting Reiki healing in any space, having it in a salt cave is even more beneficial because especially, oh God, this time of year, you already, do you hear my voice doing the <clears throat> thing already? This is how I already know that the shit's already blossoming. Things are blooming out here and it's time for me to start on my, on my, uh, what did I used to get at Solomon's Temple? They made like a mullen and ginger tea that was really, really good for allergies. But this time of year is when I get my allergy tea things. I use my neti pot stuff, all of that. But a salt cave is also going to be good for your sinuses and allergies. And, you know, I speak a lot about grief things, which we'll also touch on today because this all ties in together. You'll see. You'll see how we circle back to that. But... Grief things are housed in the heart, the lungs, right? And salt caves are good for upper respiratory things, lung things. You see where I'm going with this? So when you attend a salt cave, it's not only addressing your sinus issues, your upper respiratory stuff, but it's also good at treating grief, energetically speaking, okay? Keep that in mind. But when you attend a Reiki event, in a salt cave. Yeah, that's like a, a nice little double whammy. All right. Not even little. That's a big double whammy. <clears throat> so please make sure you check out one of those events. And if you can't make a salt cave event just yet, I've also had a sound bath healing experience, which is a really amazing, special thing. And I actually asked I had a client testimonial last week and I was like, please, please, please send me like a recording of this. You know, I've got to play this. I've got to let other people hear it because I don't think you texting it, you typing out this testimonial, like it's not the same. And um, I was like, I'll do all the edits I need to do. I'll crop out the the awkward ums and pauses if I need to. Like I got, I got some experience in, in audio editing, right? We can do that. So I'm still waiting for that. I'm going to nudge her again uh, today, probably, because she was explaining to me how in the sound bath experience that I had, and in that sound bath, because I've had two so far, in the first one, it was just like an overall healing for all the energy centers. Like, And that's oftentimes, even when I do you know, my Reiki events, when I do... Reiki in the cave, when I do like group distance Reiki online virtual sessions and stuff, typically the Reiki goes to where it's needed. I'm addressing all of the energy centers, but sometimes there's specific 
themes or intentions that are utilized in the sessions based on what is going on with the energy around us at the time, right? So I was looking to see uh, what was going on with the moon at that last one because I was like, why did I focus on that one? And this all ties in together again today. And it was a Leo moon that weekend. And Leo in the astrology atmosphere rules the heart. So we'll get into that again in a little bit, but just again, pin that, pin that information where you need to. So in her experience, she had already, she's also somebody that I would consider like a caregiver, somebody who definitely has a big heart, somebody who definitely, you know, does what she can for others. So when you think about all of that, I do believe everybody listening to this is one of them. Somebody who I have a lot of mothers who listen to this podcast. I have a lot of healers. I have a lot of caregivers, people in the healthcare industry. We are working from our heart and using our heart space all day, every day. So when we experience anxiety, overwhelm, panicky things, you know, when we are not allowing our grief to do its thing, to, you know, feel what we need to feel, because we got to feel it to heal it. That sounds like some shit she says. But when we avoid that, it all gets bottled up. And that's also how disease happens. All right. So I'm no stranger to heart health things. Um, for those who know me personally, they are familiar with some of these stories already. But when I was in high school, my first experience with learning about somebody with um, a heart issue was actually, I, was, I went to Irmo High School, if you are a local uh, South Carolinian, but somebody at Dutch Fork High School, which was our rival high school, somebody on the basketball team that was, you know, geared to have an extraordinary career and very much loved by everybody, had um, a hole in his heart and died. And I still remember, like, how much the community was affected by that incident. And that was, you know, I guess, like, my first introduction to somebody around me and death, like, you know, especially like my age, it, it was already bizarre to have that introduction. <clears throat> then after that, um, at some point, my dad, and this was by, my parents had already split when I was in third grade. So they were not together at this time when I was in high school. But I do remember my dad was in the hospital for something. Uh, and I don't even remember what hospital, I don't think it was in South Carolina at the time, because he traveled for work by then, but he was in the hospital for heart things. So I remember thinking, you know, when you kind of think about your parents and longevity and what their health looks like and, you know, what you would like them to take more care of because they might have a history of whatever with it. In my mind, if my dad were to die of something, you know, when he were old, when he was older, it was going to be from like 
a heart attack or something heart related based off of that experience. Cause I already knew, okay, something, something wasn't quite right there. Right. So unless, you know, unless they do better and continue to take care of themselves and pour into love and healing and self-care and all the things, but in my mind, that's what was going to take place. And then that did not take place. However, for those who don't know my dad, or I've talked about it on here, but my dad was shot and killed when I was in high school, when I was 15 years old. And he happened to be shot in the chest. All right, pin that information again, okay? So when it comes to us addressing our own hearts and addressing our own healing in that heart space and the things that affect us, the traumas, the generational traumas, the ancestral healing that is taking place. You got to factor those things in mind. And I remember talking to my mom when I took all of my ADHD testing. What was I? 25, 20. How old was I then? I asked about this recently because I don't remember. I was in my late 20s, I guess, when I was diagnosed with ADHD. Anyway, you have to do a whole health history situation, right? And I remember like asking about, you know, mental health things on my mom's side and everybody had anxiety, right? And then when we were discussing other areas of health and concerns, it was like, you know, how, how old was so-and-so when they died and what did they die from? And how old was so-and-so, and what did they die from? And don't you know, I think only, not even only, I think every fucking person that was named in all of those categories had something heart-related. And I was like, hmm, interesting, interesting. So I've had that in my head, too, with, you know, like what I've had to address myself in this current phase and the things that I help others with as well. And there's just so much tied in with the heart center. And then after my dad's incident moving forward, my nephew, if those who are listening aren't familiar, some of you have seen like this story over the years, but I have a nephew. It's my brother's son and his name is Charlie. God bless Charlie. And, um, also, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but it feels like a an interesting tidbit. Y'all know I talk about Scorpio things all the time. Um, somebody was asking me the other day, like, what is it with you and Scorpios? And I was like, mm, mm. But also, my dad was a Scorpio. Put things into perspective. But Charlie, my nephew Charlie, who turned 10 in last year, Charlie's a Scorpio as well. Okay, so... When my sister-in-law was pregnant with Charlie, she discovered he had something called HLHS, which is basically half of his heart was developed, only half of his heart. So thank God for uh, medical advancements and technology and the solutions that they have now, but they basically had to rebuild his heart in order for him to have a life. So when he was, what, a week old, he had his first open heart surgery, just to put things into perspective. And I don't know how many days they were in the hospital, just 
you know, staying overnight and going back. And now he still has like annual visits and stuff, but he's really good. He's really doing very well uh, for himself. And I'm very much proud of how much progress he's had, how much growth he's had. But even when, before he was born, I remember my sister wasn't very much into religion and my mom was, you know, a, a Catholic. I'm putting air quotes here. She'd always been Catholic, my as far as I'd known. And, but she wasn't, and I hear this often, she was a Catholic, but she wasn't like actively doing the Catholic things that people usually do, which, you know, that happens. But when Charlie was on the way, it's like he shifted something in my family and for those around my family as well and really got people to start praying again, start believing in a higher power and really showed what miracles could happen with the power of prayer and medical advancements again. So shout out to Charlie, shout out to what he's done as his own person in shifting generational healing. But I was just thinking of um, just some of the other family things I've had going on with heart things. And as a healer as well, <clears throat> years ago, I had some energy healing, dimensional dousing, and uh, spoke with somebody else about energy healing. And the one that always came up was heart stuff, which as you know, like in my 2015 incident, I had repressed grief, the incident that like shifted a lot of my outlook on holistic healing. I had repressed grief that had been stored for God knows how long, probably generations, according to my family history. So based off of that alone, I was already working through a fuck shit of healing for myself and for the generations before me. So I remember her telling me to wear more green. And I didn't even realize what she was talking about at the time because like I fake knew about chakras, but I didn't really all the way know about chakras. But um, when I really leaned into that, I was like, okay, I do need to wear more green. I see what the heart healing is about. I see what takes place when we do these things. And I'm not saying that wearing green is going to heal your heart or fix all the things, but it is a component to factor in with that work. So also back to the sound bath, the client mentioned how she was in a green room throughout that sound bath experience. And she was like, you know, I don't even really know about chakras. And I was talking to a client about it. And I said, I don't really know chakra stuff, but I bet you if I ask Shiana, she's going to say it was heart because I saw I was in a green room the whole time. I felt very safe. Um, I felt really comfy and just, you know, like something shifted. And she had been having like crying spells, crying spells over and over. And it just pulled this weight off of her chest after that sound bath. So I'm plugging that sound bath again because I'm telling you, like it, it does things. It is a transformational experience that you need to be a part of. So anyway, back to my own family stuff. So 
Factoring all of that into the equation, um, I am no stranger to addressing the heart. It is also what I realized I really needed to strengthen within my own self, energetically, physically, all of those things, because the work that I do on a regular basis is from the heart. Like I have to actually enjoy what I'm doing to continue doing it. Right. And like, you've heard that phrase, like if your heart's not in it, you don't want to do it. And like, that really is the case. Energetically speaking, your heart needs to be in a good place to do what you're doing. If you, if you want to get the most out of it anyway, if you want people to actually feel what you're doing as well, you have to have your heart in it. So I was, uh, looking into some of the other factors or some of the other stats um, for Heart Health Month because I know for myself, like, I want to continue to make sure my heart is healthy. I want to continue to make sure my loved one's hearts are healthy. And knowing what I know about the anxiety history in my own family and what that looks like, and by the way, they don't, um, they're not into a lot of the alternative therapies I'm into, including cannabis and psilocybin, the things that I also know can help with these things, but we'll get into that in a little bit, um, because I do feel like a lot of the anxiety that people experience, I'm not going to say all of it can be addressed with drugs, you know, but like, it's, it's a good, um, it's a good tool for the toolkit, right? It's a good tool for the toolkit. And I'm speaking psilocybin in particular because psilocybin treats anxiety, depression, and chronic stress. All right. So that one in particular. And again, if I have, I don't think I've plugged in this show in a while, but check out Fantastic Fungi if if you have not already. Fantastic Fungi and um, How to Change Your Mind. They're both on Netflix. They are both highly informative and educational and still entertaining enough for you to actually be like, oh shit. Okay. I I get it. I see why, I see why these things need to be used and utilized and why this is a medicine that more people need. So some stats on heart health things. Heart disease is the leading cause of death for African-Americans. If you were not familiar And the CDC reports higher rates of hypertension, uh, 44% in men and 46% in women. And um, hypertension is a major risk factor for heart disease and stroke. And, okay, side note, I know we're talking about something serious right now, but speaking of um, hypertension, did y'all also used to put your arm in in the blood pressure cuff thing in the stores when you were growing up and like... It was like, ah, it hurts. It's too much. It's, but I, I want to do it, right? Anyway, I, okay, a little moment of nostalgia there. But um, now, and I don't know if there's this narrative being pushed. I know some of it's the narrative that people, the conspiracy theorists are like, oh, it's all the vaccine. The vaccine's making all of this happen. And it's like, we don't know. We don't know that yet. We don't have enough information. However, a lot of this is not new. And I've seen people close to me personally affected with strokes and heart issues, and they're not that old. And I can't say that it is or isn't the vaccine, 
But I can also say that they've had a lot of trauma in their life. They've also had a lot of grief that they may not have sat with or addressed or talked about or felt. You see what I'm saying? So all of those things play a factor. It's not just going to be a vaccine. It's not just going to be, you know, not addressing grief. It's so many other things, too, um, including generational healing, as I mentioned, but also making sure that you know how to address stress. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. A lot of us haven't been taught how to cope with stress. We were taught to, you know, like, keep it moving. You know, we, we, we don't have time for that. We got shit to do. We don't have time for rest. We don't have time for sitting with the emotions. Um, we got to work. We got to make things happen. We got to do. And it's like, yeah, we need to do that too. But we also still need rest. We also still need to meditate and sit the fuck down from time to time and not always be doing because the always doing is for sure what causes these things. Um, we're not, and I know in America, Western culture, we are taught to produce and go and do. Um, but also look at big pharma, look how much money they're making from everybody going and doing all the fucking time. All right. So I feel like, um, you know, a lot of this is shifting and changing the more education and awareness around it continues to take place. But in the meantime, these are, again, just things that we need to be aware of with ourselves, with our friends, our loved ones, so that we can have these tools to help one another, to help our communities moving forward. Um, again, that's why I like offering Reiki. Like I saw how much it did and does for grief, for the heart. I mean, for other energy centers too, but for the heart center in particular, um, there's a lot of people that after a session just say how much, and they use the word, they feel lighter. And you know how it feels when you are under pressure, when you are feeling like some sort of doom and gloom like on your shoulder or or on your chest like you feel it right it's there's a, a weight to it there's a heaviness to that and it's nice to have tools to utilize to be able to make those things lighter to allow that space to open up again and expand to have the capacity to help more help ourselves more pour into ourselves more receive more. And that's definitely what the, the heart is also about. I know we think about the heart and how much of our heart we can give, but also we need to think about how much of our heart needs to receive. That sounds like some shit Shiana says. So yeah, back to the blood pressure thing. Um, I have not used a blood pressure thing in a store in quite some time. But I know I've mentioned before, like during the pandemic, I was in my head a lot about <laughs> I need to have a, a pulse ox to check my oxygen levels and I need to have a blood pressure cuff to check to make sure I don't have a stroke in here on my on my own because Lennox can't call 911 for me. So those are an option. You know, if that is something that you want to put in your toolkit one day, 
you know, you can get those blood pressure monitors, cuffs, whatever they're called. You can get them on Amazon just to have nearby, you know, but also feel free to go and get these things checked out with a provider. Um, but again, addressing stress, med- you know, I'm going to say meditating and hydrating is going to be very beneficial in these cases. Um, addressing stress, being active, and I know like a lot of people work from home. I get it. It's, it's nice. It's convenient. But seriously, the wonders that nature walks can do, the wonders just going outside can do for your health, for your mental and physical health, please do those things. But also like, I cannot stress this enough and no pun intended, please address the stress. All right. I know like having a therapist for me did so much for me on a personal level, on a professional level. It really helped me understand myself more, which is interesting because I've been familiar with living alone for a long time. So it's like you you should know these things about yourself. Right. But it's different to have somebody else's perspective on it that isn't judging your movement, but also helping you, you know, piece together why you think the way you think, why you move the way you move, and what factors played a part in that evolution. And so I know like the black community in particular is getting more and more hit to the game on mental health awareness. And I'm I'm happy for that. But all of those things play a part in the heart. And I just feel like the more we grow on that note, then the more we're going to see our own evolution in the now. Like, I'm not even talking about generations after us, but we're going to see such a shift happening with just like really pouring into ourselves. And by pouring into ourselves, it helps us pour into those around us. And, you know, I'm going to say community again, right? So some of the factors that make African-Americans more likely to have heart disease, hypertension, stroke, all of those things. You know, I spoke about it on the last podcast. Like we are healing generations of like, you're not worthy and you don't need this because you are below me. You're beneath what I am, right? So because of that, there's like this deconditioning that we're doing and that we need to continue to do so that we do feel worthy, which is also, again, a very much heart-centered energy, worthiness. And um, I feel like people like myself, a lot of other healers I work with, um, are very much in the space of knowing that heart energy and how strong and powerful it is. Because even when you think about, um, you know, like when we're meditating or when we are sitting with our own feelings, our own shit even, um, the spaces that we feel it, and I'm not even saying like Reiki things, but if we, if you really just sit and feel what energy might be doing in your body on your own, in your own time, outside of, again, energy healing. And if you've had a blockage, it's, I don't want to say more than likely, but oftentimes 
we feel the imbalance or the blockage and you already know in the stomach, you feel it in your stomach or in your chest. You feel those things. You really have to sit with it, but you can feel that. And again, like when the world is on fire um, and people are posting trauma and there's trauma happening all around you, even if you are not all the way in tune with that knowingly, we are all affected collectively in our hearts because that heart resonates an energy that can be felt not just, you know, within us, but all around us. And we are connected almost like an electric energy or a magnet in that heart space. Like the heart communicates a lot with those around us. And that's just something to consider. Um, I know they also say like genetics play a part in these uh, heart disease stats. But, you know, I'm a huge fan of the movement of epigenetics and biohacking. And if you have not already read Becoming Supernatural, you know, I'm gonna plug that again. That is one of the books that I recommend all the time because it talks about the energy centers. It talks about heart-centered things, um, but it also talks about restructuring and rebuilding our own beliefs. And by doing that, how it helps um, transform our own DNA. And by transforming our own DNA, what are we doing? Generational healing, healing ourselves, healing those around us. You already, you already know. So again, Becoming Supernatural, check it out. I might even need to read that again soon, actually, because there's some really good meditations in there that took me to some places. I had my first mystical experience doing one of those Joe Dispenza meditations. And I remember just thinking like, oh, like this is, this is what I see and like Dr. Strange, like these, these visuals, like I hadn't had visuals before in a meditation like that. And I remember when I got to that space, I was like, oh my gosh, like I want to go back. And probably because I had that expectation and that, um, that want, I was like, oh, I need to get there again. And it was like, no, no, now, you, now you have an expectation. You're not going to get there now. So <laughs> keep those things in mind when you meditate, not to have an expectation. You can have an intention probably just not an expectation because it's always going to be different. There might be a sense of peace and calm afterwards or energy, whatever the intention may be. But none of my meditative experiences with that book were the same. But that mystical one I had, that's when I was like, oh, no, I'm telling everybody about this book because if this got me there and that was even pre-shrooms, like, and I had the visuals then, so... Anyway, um, on solutions moving forward, I know I already shared some of the things and I've shared them time and time again because, again, this is one of those areas, this is an energy center that I've had so much experience and history with and continue to see it in those around me, those I'm helping currently and those I assume I'll be helping in the near future as well. Because it's such a, I don't, it's not a misunderstood energy space. It's just such a layered energy space. But for me in 2020, 
one of the things that I know for sure really, really helped this heart center was cacao. And my homegirl, Michalina, shout out to Michalina. I had her on the podcast forever ago. She was on the podcast about juicing and um, how celery juice helped her gut health. And she introduced me to cacao, which some people will be like, oh, hot chocolate? Yeah, kind of, sort of, but not all the way. It's ceremonial hot chocolate. So it's not just like Swiss Miss with some marshmallows. I almost said Swiss Miss with mushrooms. And I was like, no, 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 that's the wrong thing right there. Um, Which you can have cacao with uh, mushrooms as well. Just a little tidbit there. But anyway, she introduced me to cacao and it very much helped me tap into that heart space and helped that heart space expand. Um, I'm very, you know, I'm a very private person, but, and I'm not going to be one of those people on the internet crying. We, we've already discussed this and made sure that this is not a thing. If it, if it ever is a thing, no, it's an accident. And it was not intentional because I, I just, it's not the life I want to live. But cacao seemed to have like, opened up those energy centers that were blocked within me and just really helped my heart feel more expansive and help me just feel more. Yeah, it did that. But even on a, an ingredient level, is that how I should put it? But some of the other benefits of cacao are good for you because It's got a high content of flavonoids, which improve blood flow, reduce reduce inflammation, lower your blood pressure, and it also has magnesium and potassium in it. And um, I feel like, again, cacao is not just one of those things. It's like, oh, just come fix a a glass of cacao real quick, and this is my supplement for the day. No, like there's, there's a whole like ceremonial process to that experience, and I feel like that ceremonial part too also helps address the heart because you're really taking time with your intentions and and pre- like the preparation of it all and sitting with what you are processing, right? So I, I don't think it's just the ingredients. I don't think it's just that it's a warm beverage. I think it's the whole ritual of it. And I, I might need to look into um, offering... Those again, we'll see. But ceremonial cacao is a really good time, especially like for me, I had, you know, like accountability partner to do those things with. And there's all kinds of um, coaches like cacao coaches and cacao guides and whatnot out there, too. So if you have not had that experience yet, definitely look into it. Um, and again, if you razzle dazzle some mushrooms in there too, that's a good time. Um, but yeah, cacao and then back to psilocybin again, I already plugged it earlier, but I'm gonna plug it again. Psilocybin. I, I had already been introduced to psilocybin before 2020, but we didn't know the measurements. So it was probably just a microdose that I had at the time. We didn't know the things we didn't know intention. We didn't know you know, planning the whole thing out. We were just like, let's do shrooms, did not really work. So 2020, when I had like my first trippy trip, that's when I also learned the other things about the benefits, including the 
addressing the chronic stress, depression, and anxiety. But because of those things, um, psilocybin can also lower your blood pressure. And this is why I also, you know, talk about how much the black community could definitely benefit from using psilocybin because of heart disease, because of hypertension, but even more specifically, because of the generational healing that is taking place and has to take place in order for us to level up. So um, I really feel like we're going to be seeing more and more veterans tapping into this. I'm seeing it happen already. And I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing more black people like show a little more interest now. They're not so scared of it. And I think because because the rappers are talking about it now, too, it's okay, Right. Um, But outside of like, don't just party with it, really like tap into the benefits of psilocybin, whether it is a trippy trip, you know, and a trippy trip is what I call it. I'm not sure what other people label that one in particular as, but a trippy trip by my definition is at least four grams of psilocybin. Um, But even if you are not into a trippy trip just yet, Microdosing is so, it's got so many benefits. So please look into it. Um, if it is something that you are nervous about, fearful of, you probably just need more information about it. I've I've learned that about a lot of things. If I'm like, I don't know about that, I just need more information. And then sometimes even the finding out the more information isn't going to do anything. <laughs> it might not do anything because it's really just like, do you really need? that additional information or do you just need to surrender to some things and trust a little more right and so um another thing that really helped me learn more about heart health of all the things which I said to pin this earlier was learning your birth chart when I learned and I had already been tapped into astrology like this was not new to me astrology was not new I was reading my mom's cosmopolitan magazine in high school and I already knew I was very Capricorn I didn't know about my sun moon and rising or Venus Mars. I didn't know about any of those other ones at the time but I really learned all of those in 2020 because we had all the time to do those things right which I'm gonna come back to that in a moment but I was reading earlier about how 2020 is or I'm sorry, 2024 is a mirror of 2020. And to think about what you were doing back then and how a lot of that's, and I was like, it's it's like, it's like Groundhog Day. It's like a, a repetition. Like what kind of portal are we in? Because we're seeing the things that happened then happening again. It's, it's very weird. However, with that information in mind, I do know that I did a lot of shrooms in 2020 I talked about shrooms a lot in 2020. I also started this podcast in 2020. And I leveled up as a healer in 2020. So I'm okay with the evolution of 2024 in the right direction for me, an aligned direction for me. Um, but anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. But when I learned more about my own personal natal chart and learned more about astrology, I really started learning even more about all the other things that are affected with that information. And in particular, 
when I learned different muscles, organs, systems within our bodies that are tied in with our natal placements, I was like, oh, shit, I get it. I see why that could be a thing. So I know I've spoken before about how um, if you've got like heavy cancer placements in your chart, which I'm very familiar with, my rising sign is cancer, which by the way, when again, astrology is a language. And if you consider it and look at it as a language, you'll understand, you know, the more you study it, the more your interpretations of things change and shift and grow. But so my rising sign is in cancer. Yes. Which I've said before, that makes me a compassionate asshole. But um, so people look to me and your rising sign is very much like how others see you. Right. So people look at me as a nurturer or like mom figure or whatever, like not helicopter mom, though. I'm a cool mom. But in knowing that information, I was like, okay, yeah, I get it. I see why that's a thing. But even when I think about, you know, my whole crying fears and like woes and like, ugh, it makes me feel icky. It's like, you know, cancers, when you think about the stereotypes of cancers, they, they're like known to be emotional, right? And whether that's like fuck you emotions or like crying all the time emotions, like that's, these are the stereotypes we see about them, right? And I was like, ew, like that is not, this de- like I don't feel like that resonates at all. But then I learned that you can look at the degrees in your chart of these placements. And based on the degree, we'll tell you like how much or how little of that sign you are in that placement. Is that making any sense? So anyway, where I'm going with this is my rising sign in cancer placement is at a very late degree in that chart. And you know what comes after cancer? Leo. So my moon is in Leo. And although I have a rising sign in cancer, it's very close to Leo. So I was like, oh, that explains my pride about crying, about being very emotional, right? So I get it. I get it. But when I learned more and more about medical astrology, and it is a whole, like, people have whole careers in medical astrology, in um, intuitive medical work. Like, there's all kinds of stuff and careers and information on that kind of work. But um, the ruling planet for Leo is the sun. Cancer is the moon. So I'm very much sun and moon. I'm that balance of the the dark and the light in a sense. Um, but I completely understood. I don't even want to say completely because clearly I'm still learning. But I understood even more about how my heart and other people with Leo placement hearts can be affected with that moving forward. So Learn more about your natal chart. Learn more. And if you have children too, yes, absolutely. Learn their natal charts if you can. I know you can. Learn their natal charts. It's going to tell you a lot of information, not only about their character traits and their personalities, but you can learn a lot about their health. And when I learned about 
the Leo placement and the heart, I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. Like, I see how these tie in together now. So um, one of my, uh, Brooke, who knows the things, actually, I have roses on my balcony, like a, you know, the, what are they called? I can't think of the rose bucket thing. Anyway, I have roses on my balcony. So if you do have Leo placements, heavy Leo placements or Leo placements in your, you know, like the big three, um, incorporate more roses in your life. Incorporate more rose scent. You know, if you don't want to buy actual roses, some rose oil is good. You can have rose tea. I got rose quartz in my home too. Like roses have a very high frequency. So that heart space also carries a high frequency. As you know, we already discussed that. So roses are going to be good to have around you as often as you can. Rose something. Um, you know, I'm going to say the color green. But also, this is why I said I don't think February should be Heart Health Month. If, if it were me planning this all out, Heart Health Month would very much be in Leo season because that is the ruling zodiac of the heart with the sun as the ruling planet. So that was like a whole, whole little masterclass there on, on heart healing today. Um, I hope that gives you a lot of things to sit with and, and process. Wear more green for the heart if you can, as you can. Um, I know green has been my color for quite some time. It will continue to be my color. It's the color of my podcast branding. It is the color of my couch that got me a lot of, um, a lot of views and, um, interest when I started posting pictures of my green couch with Lennox and we looked like royalty and such, but also Leo royalty vibes, right? So, um, Learning more about the heart energetically is definitely going to help you address the heart physically because there's so much connected to it energetically and physically. It's really one that we need to understand the processes of even more because of just thanks how for tuning in to who you call in holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, so, and share. You can find me Again, make sure and all my services on Shiana.com. I've had people drive from Charlotte. I've had people drive from Atlanta. Um, these places aren't far away, so that can't be an excuse. If you are called to have this kind of experience, it is well worth the drive. I can assure you that. And the transformation and the magic that takes place in, this, in these events, it's worth it. So check it out. Anyway, um, make sure you check out my interview on the podcast Hilltop Glove podcast. I'll include it in the show notes. I'm talking about Reiki on there and healing and religion. You know, the things I enjoy talking about, the things you enjoy listening to. Um, and remember to meditate and hydrate. And I will catch you next time. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Who You Call in Holistic. Be sure to like, subscribe, and share. You can find me and all my services on Shiana.com. That's S-H-E-A-N-A-H. 